Hi everyone, welcome back to Por Tu Bien with Cindy Alarcón and Savailene. Today we are on episode 9. And today we're going to be talking about um, something really interesting, which is called attachment styles. And Cindy just made us our gummy bear <laughs> shots. <laughs> it's 8.40 in the morning and we're getting ready for the fucking day. Um, Jesus Christ. Um... <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about attachment styles and if you haven't taken the quiz yet and found out what your attachment style I definitely recommend doing so maybe even before you listen to this just it'll make it easier and you'll learn a little bit about how to make it better and why you are the way that you are and um yeah so number one I think learning your attachment style is part of being self-aware in life it's kind of like learning your love language. You understand why you act the way that you act, what what affects, you know, what affects you in your relationships, and it's kind of like the first step in um figuring out how to be healthier with not only, you know, your romantic relationships, but your friendships. Well, first, let me go through. Let me go through all of them. Okay. okay. So, what you c- there's basically four different attachment styles, and then number one would be anxious and preoccupied. So, this is um this says for adults with an anxious attachment style, the partner is often the better half. The thought of living without the partner or being alone in general causes high levels of anxiety. People with this type of attachment typically have a negative self-image while having a positive view of others. The anxious adult often seeks approval, support, and responsiveness from their partner. People with this attachment style value their relationships highly but are often anxious and worried that their loved one is not as invested in the relationship as they are. A strong fear of abandonment is present. Goddamn. And safety is a priority. The attention, care, and responsiveness of the partner appears to be the remedy for anxiety. On the other hand, the absence of support and intimacy could lead the anxious slash preoccupied type to become more clinging and demanding, preoccupied with the relationship and desperate for love. So actually this is both me and Cindy's. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. A lot of fear of losing um, relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, uh, it's a really big reflection on how me and Steph were raised. Yeah. So we can go a little bit more into detail of that because I feel like we both, we have similar ways we were raised, but also kind of different. And it goes yeah. to show how, like, maybe you could have different ways you were raised, but you end up as the same type of person. Yeah. And it's like you could have fear of anxiety. Like, we had mm-hmm. So the next one is avoidant and dismissive. Um, the dismissing slash avoidant type would often perceive themselves as lone wolves, strong, independent, and self-sufficient, not necessarily in terms of physical to contact, but rather on an emotional level. These people have high self-esteem and a positive view of themselves. The dismissing slash avoidant type tend to believe that they don't have to be in a relationship to feel complete. They do not want to depend on others, have others depend on them, or seek support and approval in social bonds. Adults with this attachment style generally avoid emotional closeness. They also tend to hide or suppress their feelings when faced with a potentially emotional dense situation 
and with that one, it's almost the same as um, ours. It has anxiety and insecurity. Um, I had a cousin that had that. It was crazy, but I was only 21. So. I feel like I date a lot of people like that. Okay, number three, disorganized and fearful avoidant. This, the disorganized type tends to show unstable and ambiguous behaviors in their social bonds. For adults with this style of attachment, the partner and the relationship themselves are often the source of both desire and fear. Fearful avoidant people do want intimacy and closeness, but at the same time experience troubles trusting and depending on others. They do not regulate their emotions well and often avoid strong emotional attachment due to their fear of getting hurt. Hmm. All right. And then four, which is the healthy one, is secure attachment. The three attachment styles covered so far are insecure attachment styles. They are characterized by difficulties with cultivating and maintaining healthy relationships. In contrast, the secure attachment style implies that a person is comfortable expressing emotions openly. Adults with the secure attachment style can depend on their partners and in turn let their partners rely on them. Relationships are based on honesty, tolerance, and emotional closeness. So technically, if you have any of the first three, your ultimate goal is to become a secure attachment to have, you know, the most healthiest relationships possible. Yeah. Secure is honestly the best. <laughs> yeah. You can't be, um, date or bring in a different partner that is secure. But to help you love yourself, then definitely. Yes. So I guess we can go a little bit into me and Cindy's background. Um, well, first of all, as you guys know, so we both have the anxious slash preoccupied. So... <laughs> Basically, I first learned about my um, attachment style back in high school. Um, I had my first, I, I always had anxiety, like stemming from like the end of elementary school all the way up to high school, like really, really bad anxiety. And I remember it was like junior year and this was like the peak of my anxiety. And I was like in class and I had like the worst panic attack of my life. Like everybody in class just looked at me and they thought I was like fucking dying. And I just like ran I remember I had it and my teacher was like trying to calm me down and then I ran into the bathroom and I was just like crying and I was like what the fuck is wrong with me and I remember um my teacher called the counselor and the counselor brought me in and she was like basically just analyzing me and told me like yeah bitch you need to go to therapy like there's something wrong with you and I was like oh okay whatever my mom ended up taking me to therapy and I was only in therapy for a couple months but honestly that shit changed my life because my therapist made me self-aware of myself and i feel like it's extremely healthy when you learn why you act the way you act you're able to be compassionate with yourself and that's the first step into changing into a healthier mindset so when i was in therapy whatever she analyzed me and she was like (coughs) what is i talking about my daddy issues (laughs) she was like so how was your childhood like and basically my childhood was kind of lonely um my mom was always busy my dad was there for like the first five to six ish years he ended up getting married and having other kids and basically hit my stepmom told him like you cannot have a relationship with your first wife's children like i don't like she she just had like a lot of insecurities and like slowly my dad started pulling away and he had to hide when he had to see me and it was like super weird like he would come visit me and then like his wife would call him and he would be like sorry you gotta go and i'd be like what the fuck and like one big um moment that I remember was I was probably like six years old and I was in the car with my stepmom and my dad and then I told my dad I was like dad I want to go to Chuck E. Cheese like you haven't taken me to Chuck E. Cheese in a long time and then he turned around he was like let's go to Chuck E. Cheese we haven't even ate today blah blah blah. we can take your sister blah blah blah. I had they already had like tiny kids and then my stepmom turns around and looks at him and she's like 
can you take her fucking home? She's already been here for a couple hours. And then that, I remember I was six years old, but like something triggered in my mind where I was like, I don't want to see my dad ever again. Because he literally started driving home to drop me off. And I was like, this man doesn't love me. And that's when my, I feel like my anxiety started um, and my attachment style like got like really bad. And basically my therapist analyzed all of this and was like, you are a very anxious person. Like I was so obsessed with pleasing everyone in my life because I thought they would leave. So I would put my needs, I would put other people's needs above mine. If my mom would tell me I'm disappointed in you, I would literally have a panic attack because I felt like she would abandon me and my mom didn't really help because she had a tendency to do like the silent treatment when she was mad at me so my anxiety levels were so high like I remember like sometimes I would have panic attacks so bad over that that I'd have to go to the hospital and like the the fucking people in the hospital thought I was gonna have a heart attack from how high my my heart rate was because I mean, I was just a little ass kid. Like, I really thought, like, if my my dad abandoned me, like, I wasn't shit. Like, my mom can do the same, and then I'll be alone. And then, you know, whatever. I learned that in high school. And um, right after I graduated, I started becoming more self-aware. I started dating, and I started noticing this anxious shit with the people that I would date. So I just, like, even though I didn't necessarily, like, love the guy I was with, I was so anxious they would leave. Because I just wanted something stable in my life. Like, I didn't want someone that did the silent treatment. I wanted someone that communicated with me that I felt like would always stay there. And, like, I would hold on to people a lot longer than I feel like I should have. Just because I wanted that, um, just something secure in my life. And not until now am I, like, like really trying to fix that. And I think it's really hard, especially if you go around dating people that, are not self-aware that don't have emotional intelligence and they don't even know what their attachment style is or whatever and you're dating other people with their own issues while trying to fix yours and that's why like what cindy said it's i mean all of us have issues it's really fucking hard to find someone that had an amazing upbringing and that is just secure in themselves and stuff like that but i feel like either find someone that's self-aware and is working on themselves or Um, find someone that is secure or you yourself are gonna have to do a lot of soul searching and a lot of work on yourself to become secure with yourself to be that person for someone else and um so now that you learned a little bit about my background and why I am the way that I am then Cindy can talk a little bit about hers and how she found her anxiety so um mine is in bags of yeah I just Like he would do the most too. Like he would go and leave with me, and then he'd be like, 
working at them and I was like there and I didn't know how to be alone to invite myself in there because I felt like do you know why he had that specifically towards you? He said he didn't know. Hmm. He, like, didn't know. Like Maybe it's just a Latino thing, because I feel like the oldest always goes the oldest to that shit. always gets the shit. I don't know why it is, but um, he even tried to explain to me. Like, he would sit there and be like, I just don't know. Like, you are my daughter, and I, I love you, but I just don't know. Like, you know, like, he was just And it was maybe because, like... I feel like that happens a lot with eldest daughters because my mom is the oldest of three girls and that's exactly how she was too like she always got the shit end of the stick because she was the one that was willing to stand up to her parents yeah I was Student, and I remember like going to like we graduated high and like, didn't care. So I remember I had 
worked kind of hard, like, because I can't speak English, but it's super close, ooh, it's fucked up my whole schedule to go to AAA West, and um, I had to take extra classes, and I wanted to just see the apex, and so did I really, I just didn't get to get in, and then I just felt like mm-hmm. it's an accident or something like that. And she goes, she literally was like, did you, are you taught by consent? And I was like, no, because I was like, but I have to get, and so I had to go there, and I said, I can get taught by consent, she goes, oh, yes, yes, fucking AP class, so I was taking her AP class, um, and they, my parents knew my sister and Sophia for a long time, so like every, I felt like in the relationship that I was, somebody else was gonna take that person with it, because I was just like, mm-hmm. I was just like, well, there's something there, like I just know that I'm there, I'm not like the best yeah. person yet. It took a long time for me to think like, no, I'm, I'm, and it, it's really affirmations that help you to keep telling yourself to think certain amount of time, sometimes shit, or the truth, but it has to be constant. So I remember like getting in a relationship and I'd be like, you're cheating on me, or I'd be clingy, I'd be like, oh, what do you want? Like, can I get you something? Or like calling them all the time, just being like, I miss you. Just constantly being in their presence and be like, don't forget about me. Don't forget about me, make it find someone else. And like, it was just really bad. I mean, like, I just, I didn't like that. So my whole thing was like, when I had kids, I just wanted to show them the world. Like, I obviously I didn't know who your kid's gonna be, or your personality's not my kid, but like when they're babies, they yeah that's what we were just talking about is we're so scared to become parents because everything relates to how like their love language or anxieties the way that they love um and we were just listening to something that said like how like even you a baby crying and how long it takes their parent to pick them up actually like will change your trajectory of your life and how you act yeah yeah and literally because i remember studying in psych like we did an experiment with um with four different with a bunch of different babies and they showed different types of attachment styles babies who had ancient avoidance like us mm-hmm. they were avoiding their parents already they were already hiding under tables trying to get away from their parents Stop, I hide in the closet so my dad wouldn't come. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> creepy as fuck, but we're the neediest, so we will hide. Because we're so needy, but we're yet so insecure and so anxious that we would rather just sit in our sadness and, like, mm-hmm. hide, even as babies. And that makes me, like, really sad because, like, you know, like, like, they're the ones that need the most love and stuff like yeah. that. 50% of the, well, like, just to give you a little statistic right now, 50% of the population is secure. Um, at least, um, that's pretty good. 15 to 60%, which is really good. I was really happy when I thought that's surprising as fuck. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like one year, five I know, but so we're not doing that bad as humans, I guess. We're not doing that bad as humans, Mm -hmm. and I'm guessing with generations, I think it's getting way better because now it's it was like more taboo, I feel like, with our parents to learn about like psychology and shit like that. A lot of the times, if you if you talk to your parents, they're like, What do you mean? We did the best we could, blah blah blah, and it's like. You could do the best you could, but if you're not educating yourself, you're really not doing the best that you can. If you're being closed-minded with your mentality, Mm -hmm. you're not being the best you could because you got to understand that not everybody thinks the same as you. And Mm -hmm. being a parent, if you're understanding that and you're getting it in your life, then you're making sure that you are open and minded to your kid. So I looked this thing up and it said, even if you have an insecure attachment style, there's positive things to each one. So, for example, since we have the anxious one, it says, number one, we're able to open our hearts and fall in love. Mm-hmm. That's true. We are big lovers. I'm a big lover, yeah. Number two, 
they put a lot of effort into the relationship. Do you feel like you put a lot of effort? Oh my god, I put too much effort in the relationship. I think I put a lot of effort. But once I don't see reassurance, I like get like super anxious and just like fucking back off. Me too, but it takes a while for me to back off. Yeah. I I try and I try and I try and I try until you like wear and tear me. Do you feel like your anxious attachment style has gotten better or worse? Because I feel like personally mine got worse. Because like as I dated guys and they were like fucking distant or like they give you trust issues and like it's like first of all like like it sounds so stupid but like we both have daddy issues so if we're we if we're over here dating men that are cheating on us treating us like shit not giving us reassurance <laughs> it's only making that shit worse yeah. they're like stabbing us with the same knife our fucking father stabbed us with. <laughs> um okay number three highly attuned to their partner's needs yes i feel like i'm the type of person that will um i honestly think i make a really good partner like if one thing I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie though. I'm not super attuned to my partner's needs, but I think that's because I'm a Leo. Yeah, I think the Leo and you both, but mm, I don't think so. I've been changing a lot. Yeah, you've been changing a lot, and I don't think you you give yourself enough credit because I see you um like literally like little things that remind you of them. You're like, oh my god, or you you you'll even get them or true. or you'll invite them places to make sure because you notice that they like, <laughs> like to hang out with you or you even go out of your way to make them like a sweet bouquet to make them feel special. That's true. So I think you are you know what, attentive to your You know what sucks is a lot of the guys I date, they don't see that. They'll be like, oh, you don't care about me, blah, blah, blah. And then it reminds me of my childhood, too, because I always felt like I was doing so fucking much to please my parents. Even now, bro, like, I opened a business, like, I tried to be a good person. And at the end of the day... <coughs> it's still not enough for them and i feel like i take that to my relationships where like i do like i'll make them a fucking gift i'll spend all the time that i can with them and then they still tell me like i'm not doing enough and that shit like fucking triggers me definitely i feel like i've always had this bad thought where i'm like i'm never gonna and maybe i've noticed that i'm like my relationship is going to be perfect and my parents are never gonna like it and you do i do and it's like very bad because I but that's that's myself. that's the anxious attachment style because yeah. you put so much importance on being in a relationship and having somebody completely like like just take you in and understand you and love you unconditionally like in order for us to go in a more secure attachment style we have to be okay with being alone because something that me and you do is we jump from talking stage to talking stage from relationship to relationship and like I remember when we first met, we didn't think it was a problem. We were like, fuck it, like, we move on, like, next, 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 next. Like, we don't give a fuck. But, like, I feel like as me and you have been friends, we've 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 been trying to be more emotionally intelligent with each other. And we know this shit. We just didn't put it in effect. And, I like, think we didn't know it well enough. Yeah, I true. I feel like we needed to be each other. I feel like other people would try to tell us that they would show us in a way that they Because we're like a mirror to each other. Uh-huh. Like, I, I feel like when we talk to each other... We're like, damn, what she's doing is wrong, and I do the same shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, number four says, sensitive to threats in the relationship. God damn, yeah. Me and you have gut feelings like a motherfucker. Because we have 
our anxiety is so high that we're so sensitive and it's like he's fucking cheating on me he's fucking doing this (laughs) because we're always on edge my god um okay next it says willing to work on themselves to become a better person yeah me and you are super self-aware obviously it's not easy to completely change yourself in like a second but like i said first realize realize what's wrong with you be compassionate with yourself like don't be a fucking bitch to yourself and be like why am i like this blah 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 like just the way that you are with your friends and you start learning them and you're like oh that's how they are like you know they should change but i'm not gonna like you know be a bitch about it that's how you should be to yourself as well um number six it says devotes themselves to the relationship yeah same shit Mm -hmm. i feel like when i keep trying and i don't see reciprocation or reassurance i give up but that that's a me problem for sure because i feel like i keep putting energy and time to people who don't deserve my energy and time Mm-hmm. And me and you both do that yeah, and we will get re- like responses and reciprocation or whatever when the person is right but if we keep messing with these persons that are not our people then we're gonna just keep like disappointing ourselves and mm-hmm. us because we d- deep down know inside that they don't exist like everybody knows the one when they meet the one and we know Ooh. even like I feel like me and you both have gone through this but like toxic not even just toxic but like exes that are bad for us that we cling on to first of all because of our ego or because of our abandonment issues or our anxieties where we're like i want him i want him like why doesn't he want me like maybe for me it's like why is he leaving me like my fucking dad like why are you leaving Mm -hmm. and it's like maybe i don't even fucking like him like that but i just get this anxiety of like am i still not fucking good enough i'm like I'm n- I've grown up and like you know I've glowed up and I have a business and I'm nice and I'm funny and I like to go out and it's like why do you not want to stay and I get like so like hard headed but it's like you need to sit there and analyze the person for who they for who they are and it's like you didn't fucking like them they didn't do enough for you you're literally just holding on due to your ego due to your attachment style yeah. like and it's fucking crazy once you like really look into this stuff and realize like damn I act the way that I am because of that yeah and it's, it's kind of sad too because some people even get married to people like that because of mind manipulation mm-hmm. so much and then they're in these marriages and they're like fuck like it's just all an ego thing and i'm stuck like yep and i'm like you're psych psych <laughs> um like me like i was like eh, no <laughs> no we're not good it says we're typically careful and think through the consequences of our actions so that's pretty true i feel like anyone with anxiety always thinks of like what could happen if i do this and what could go wrong and blah blah blah. and it's like it could be bad but it could also be good because i do that a lot too where i'm like if i do this the person that i'm with will they get butt hurt will they do this will they do that and like i've noticed when i talk to guys too like i tell them like does this that i do bother you or how are you feeling or I tell them, like, can you communicate with me and tell me if you don't like something? And, like, it's good because, like, you're opening that discussion. But also, it's very anxiety-driven because we always assume something bad is going on. And we want to, like, take it out of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I got issues with them, too, because, I don't know. I feel like I tried to, like, 
always fixed everything as well because mm-hmm. I want to be their happiness and it's like that doesn't want to work like that um, do you feel like do you know what the attachment style of like your exes are have you ever had somebody that was really avoidant to you or no all my exes were very lovey they came around that's cute Do you think they were all, like, pretty much, like, secure then? Mm, I don't think they were secure. I think they were more secure than me, for sure. Mm-hmm. But my exes have really bad past. Then probably anxiety as well. Yeah. Y'all were all, like, fucking anxious. Yeah. Well, I know for sure one of my exes was maybe the same or worse as me because he did not like me going out in public. He did not like me wearing certain stuff. He did not Ooh. like me getting attention. He always felt like he was gonna, I was going to leave. Mm-hmm. And he was more of that than me. So Damn, so he was hella anxious. Yeah. Was I've, da- I've dated anxious partners, too. I've had a, a relationship where they, like, it's like you, didn't really let me go out, shit like that. I've also had avoidant partners, and I've noticed that I get super crazy when I'm talking to someone that's avoidant. Because it's, like, so bad. Like, you're anxious, and then they're avoidant. And it's, like... You just feel like they don't care about you. They're not clingy. They're not needy. Yeah. They don't, like, want to be with you all the time. Um, I fucking hate that shit. Like, when I'm dating someone, I want to see you, like, every day or every other day. Me too. I feel like, <laughs> bro, why don't you want to see me? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, and we you we automatically assume that they're going to, like, fucking abandon us. <laughs> yeah, you're, okay, so, I understand. We don't have to be with each other 24-7. Mm-hmm. I can go one day without seeing you. Okay, I understand. I've learned my lesson with being attached to somebody because we're not married. Yeah, Marriage true. is like being and sleeping and all that, doing all that shit. That's when you enjoy all the good stuff. But the fact that you want to wait like a week or two to see me is ridiculous. Oh, hell no. That's I talked to someone like that too. That shit pissed me off. It pisses me. Like, like, I understand like if I'm busy too, then I won't mind it. Cause mm-hmm. I'm really Once in a while, you know. But if you don't put an effort to see me at least twice a week, like that's bad. That's like a long distance relationship at that point. If you don't want to, if you want to <laughs> I see you four times a month, bitch. You might as well live in Seattle, Washington. Yeah, like, live goddamn. Live in California, fuck that. No, bye. And then I see you and I see you like one hour. Bye. 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 I know. What the fuck is that shit? Um, yeah, I just, I don't, I can't really be with avoidant partners. I get so fucking insecure. I just feel like with me, I need a secure partner, but I'm working on myself. Like, I used to be um, the type to be like, uh, I'm going to fuck with female best friends, mm-hmm. but I'm cool with female friends. Like, if you're in a group with, with a bunch of people and there's girls in there, I'm not going to share it. Yeah. But if you have, like, a best friend that you can talk to all the time, I'm going to do that. But if mm-hmm. there's, like, a group of people, I'm not going to be like, yeah, no fucking females in this bitch at all. <laughs> fuck that. I'm not doing it. But like if it's like a group of people, I'm not gonna trip. I'm also not gonna trip if one day you wanna go out with your homies. Like I've noticed I used to like trip on that, but it's because my parents would trip on me. So mm-hmm. I was I kind of made it like a, a toxic thing where it's like you're gonna trip on me, I'm gonna trip on you. Like we're not gonna get off that easy. Mm-hmm. And then I've also been okay with not seeing you every single day because we that's the beauty of dating as well, that we have our own lives and if we love each other enough then we'll make it. But when we're dating we're not gonna make it like like that's that's what dating used to be. Like I don't like back in the my mom said that dating was like we would see each other, we would go out to eat and then we would miss each other. 
And then like we were not okay, love destroyer, we're not supposed to live together. But dating was that you still had yourself, you still had your friends and you still and you had a boyfriend. Then marriage is like when you well life thrives. But I feel like people like mm-hmm. date nowadays and I'm I'm not judging because I get your point. And almost feel like a mini marriage. I, s- I see this, um, I looked this thing up that describes him really well, so like anxious. I'm not the. <laughs> oh, she's drunk. Okay, so like anxious, it says, I want to be extremely emotionally close with others, but they abandon me. I feel like anxious, you could also be a little avoidant though, because you're so anxious they're going to leave that sometimes you don't even really connect with people on the level you want to. Um,. Fearful, avoidant. I have trust issues and maintain distance from others. I've that's like a lot of guys that I've dated have been like that. Where like maybe not necessarily they have like trust issues, but they're just afraid to connect for whatever reason. So they keep their distance or they don't communicate with you. And then as an anxious person, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Why are they pulling away? And it's not even because the avoidant person doesn't like you. It's just it's their coping mechanism. And then there's avoidant, which is. They says it is very important that I feel independent and self-sufficient. Damn. So that's just somebody that's like it's me against the world type shit. And I've dated somebody like that too. Damn. Oh my cousin. He's like very like I don't need a fucking relationship to be happy, and I don't need anybody in this bitch. Like I'm going by myself, and I guess he's insecure because like he likes it like that. Well, I mean that's better than what is this woman? Who is this woman? But um, it makes me sad too because she closes herself off to really good guys. Oh, it says that anxious people tend to act out when triggered, like making their partner jealous. I feel like me and you do that shit. Yeah. Where like I'm like I'm gonna post this to piss him off. I do that. I do. That. I, don't know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like yeah. Um, this guy's like super hot. Or I'm like you've been ignoring me. I'm gonna ignore you back. Um, it's that's really bad, but it's just uh, it's a coping mechanism. But as long as you realize it's there, you work on it. <laughs> um, going into attachment styles with like friendships, um, I feel like I even am anxious in friendships because, like, if I feel like somebody's acting different with me, or maybe they don't reply to me anymore, or like. You know, sometimes it could just be like, hey, that person's busy or they're going through their own shit. But automatically, my mind would go to like, they're abandoning me as well. And I would get anxious and I'd be like, they're not my friend anymore. They don't care about me, blah, 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 blah. And like, to go to a more secure place, you just have to make sure you can communicate with them. Hey, how's everything going? Are you feeling weird? And like, once you communicate with that person, you'll be able to see like, okay, they're going through shit. Maybe they're just busy. And like, it'll relieve a lot of your anxiety. It definitely will. I feel like there's just so many things that people can work on themselves with. Like, I know that I can work on myself with, like, a lot of stuff. But um, being with the right person can really help you. Being with the wrong mm-hmm. person can really destroy you. Make, you, make it worse. Yeah. I feel like I want to also make um, a podcast about um, personal. Uh, what is it called? Your personality type. Because if you really want to be self-aware and make yourself a better person and just make your life flow easier, have better relationships, um, and have your mental health a lot better, I think number one, learning your love language, number two, learning your attachment style, and number three, learning your um, 
what is it called fucking personality type um and we can go more into personality types on another podcast but that personality types is basically like how you move around the world what type of person that you are are you outgoing are you shy do you like being the center of attention um do you overanalyze and but putting those three things together you're able to know yourself really well because you know how they always say like sometimes you know your friends better than they know themselves yeah. um because you're analyzing from an outside perspective sometimes you have to do that to yourself like look in the mirror and be like these are the 10 things that i do that's bad that i want to work on these are the 10 things i like about myself this is why i act the way that i act because i went through a b and c and the way that i'm gonna fix it you know throughout these next few years is like this i'm gonna create healthy habits i'm gonna um you know start trying new things blah blah blah. and at the end of the day we just all want to be healthy we all want to you know we don't want to have all these mental health shit holding us back and we just want everybody to understand us be able to communicate with us and it'll make every part of your life so much easier Some of the questions I was asking, I was like, damn. Yeah, I remember I was, like, there's a lot of things that I need to work on myself, but like I said, I still have time, and I feel like um, I'll definitely get there. It's just that sometimes it gets a little hard. Um, don't be too hard on yourself. Like, we all have our flaws. But that's what makes us unique and what makes us us. So definitely get out there. Learn your attachment style. If you have a partner, learn your partner's attachment style. And if they're open to speaking on it, speak on it. And try to, like, make your life a little better. <laughs> Period. Um, all right, guys. So thank you guys for listening today. You know que te decimos todo esto por tu bien. And we will see you guys on Friday with our next podcast. Um, follow us on social media. Do you want to plug yours, Cindy? My social media is Cindy. And mine is at Sab Eileen, S-A-V-E-I-L-E-N. I hope you guys have a good day. You too. You too. <laughs> I'm drunk.